0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. In studio, I've got co-hosts Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams, uh, our resident app experts. Lots to talk about on today's program. Later on, we'll be doing the Hot 5 apps. This week, it's Hot 5 navigation apps. Also, uh, we'll be talking about what's coming up on streaming services like Netflix, Crave, and Amazon Prime. Of Course, we've also got crazy and travel apps of the week. You want to stay tuned for those. And uh, if you take a lot of nude photos, we have an app that can help you with that. But before we get to it, let's talk about some of the uh, the app news. Uh, and this one I thought was interesting: Google Photos, an app that I recommend for everyone. It's available for pretty well most devices out there: iPhone, uh, Android, also Mac and PC. What's so great about it is that it will automatically back up all your photos to the to the cloud for free, which
1: you can't get better than that. That's a pretty decent service, at least for the price, I think.
0: Well, one of the cool features is that uh, it helps you organize your photos as well. It's got uh, facial recognition in it, so it'll actually start categorizing your photos based on people's faces, whether that's uh, mom or Graham or Christina. And uh, it gets smarter and smarter in recognizing those photos, uh, which is kind of cool. Well, now they've added pet recognition, finally. So, Graham, now all of your cat photos can be automatically organized.
1: Well, the handy thing for me here is actually being able to differentiate the cat photos that I download from the internet from the photos of my cat. So, you know, I've got Stormy, who is my wonderful little kitten, and all the pictures that my friends send me of other cats. And if you just do a search for cat in the iPhoto or the photos application on your iPhone, it will bring up all of those cats. So being able to just see pictures of Stormy, I think is going to be something that I will find very beneficial.
2: How many cat photos are you downloading?
1: So I've got roughly about two terabytes of storage on my iCloud. I'd say probably a good 80% of that is cat pictures. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: a cry for help.
2: Somehow I'm not that surprised. Well,
1: (laughs) even Tinder can't help me at this point. (laughs) Uh,
0: So what's interesting is that um, you can basically give uh, your pet a name, Stormy, for example, in your case, Graham, for your cat. Uh, My dog's name is Apollo. And uh, from there, again, it'll group all the photos uh, under your pet's name. What's neat too is that you can actually search uh, in dog's case by breed. So you can search Terrier or Labrador or Collie. And theoretically, it will bring up photos of those types of dogs. So it's uh, really amazing how photo recognition is uh, really coming along. Moving on. A new app to track your subscriptions. And, you know, guys, we've talked about this before. We're getting nickel and dime to death with all the different subscriptions we have, whether that's Netflix or all these music subscriptions. Uh, There's probably a dozen things that I'm subscribing
1: to that I've even forgotten. So there's a new app called Bobby that uh, helps you keep track of all that. I kind of like this one because it also lets you know when during the month you're going to be billed for something. So it, it, when it's going to hit your credit card. And you can actually start to line these things up with your credit card billing a little bit uh, to make things uh, work a little bit better for your finances. I like that. How about you, Christina? You you must subscribe to a bunch of stuff.
2: I subscribe to a bunch of things and there are definitely things that take me by surprise. But what's interesting about this app is it doesn't automatically connect to any of your banking. So you have to manually enter all of those subscriptions and their billing cycles, which I think is a really good exercise because it really reminds you of what you're subscribed to and just going through that process. I think you'll find that you can get rid of a few things.
0: I know I went through, uh, I just, because of this uh, this app here, uh, I actually went through and calculated, you know, all kind of the digital subscriptions that I, I have going on. It was like, uh, you know, almost $140 a month. It's crazy.
1: Well, I look at it this way. I used to spend, you know... If you buy a, a new Blu-ray um, or back back in the day a new DVD every week or so, um, you were spending between ten and twenty-five dollars on that. So add into that uh, all of the other services that we're getting. You know, some music services. If you bought CDs one, one at a time, now we're getting subscription services with these a la carte. Uh, selections of movies and music. So, yes, you are paying nine ninety nine a month, or eleven ninety nine a month, or thirteen ninety nine a month, depending on your service. But you are getting a whole lot more. So, I've actually looked at my my budget over the course of the last ten years, and despite the fact that I've got a lot of subscription services, my spend on this stuff is down. That's good. Uh, again, the app is called
0: Bobby. I think it's only available on iOS, so for uh, iPhones and iPads uh, right now, it's free to track uh, up to five subscriptions. And if you want unlimited tracking of subscriptions, I think it's uh, $1.99 to buy to buy that uh, feature. So, kind of uh, kind of a cool thing uh, to keep on track of how much money you're uh, you're spending every month. Uh, Facebook buys a nine week old app. Uh, And we talked about this on this program called TBH, to be honest. Uh, It's for teens. They bought it. Uh, They haven't disclosed the price, but um, it's in the tens of millions uh, from what the analysts are saying. And I'm blown away. Like a company only nine weeks old, they only have four employees. They'll become Facebook employees and
1: they hit the jackpot. You come up with a great idea. You find uh, something new that no one else is doing. And sure enough, Facebook has the money to, uh, to put in your pocket to come be in their pocket.
0: Yeah and you know for the listeners uh who forget what this app is all about uh again same at teens and uh, you come up with polling questions uh and it's all positive like who has the nicest smile uh who is the the friendliest guy and you can send that out to your your network of uh people that are using the app and everyone kind of votes on that so there's no negative questions uh, it's always positive uh uh, polling questions and I think that's kind of a, a cool thing because there's a lot of bad apps out there uh, you know for, for this kind of stuff so I think Facebook is obviously trying to uh, keep on the uplifting positive affirmation side
2: and also eliminate threats
0: eliminate threats
2: <laughs> <laughs> from a business perspective <laughs> yeah
0: it's just I'm I'm still amazed like nine weeks old and yeah.
1: millions of dollars is, is Facebook forth. actually threatened by people being nice to each other <laughs>
2: That's not quite what I was getting at. I think our listeners know what I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> uh, another new app here uh, called HQ, and this is from uh, the makers behind Vine, which I never really fully understood. Uh, explain Vine again,
1: It was a, uh, a six-second uh, video or a six-second piece that you could composite by pressing and holding down the button for as many seconds as you wanted, and you had six seconds to get across your point. There some people doing some really cool and creative stuff with it, but uh, unfortunately, it literally was... Unmonetizable. You could not make money with this thing. Twitter bought it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And that's just another one of Twitter's bad decisions along the way. Isn't it dead now? It is. Yeah. It, died, vine.
0: it died on the Vine. Yeah,
1: RIP Vine. Do
0: <laughs> you see what I did there?
1: <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, obviously,
0: some talented guys behind that that app, um, they must have made some money selling it to Twitter. Uh, they've come out with a, a new trivia game uh, called HQ. And not a trivia game, but a trivia show app. And this is like a live trivia game that happens uh, every day at 3pm and 9pm Eastern. So that's noon and 6pm Pacific time for those who need me to do the calculation there. And uh, it's got a, a, an HQ host uh, and they ask a, a handful of multiple choice questions live. And if you answer the question correctly within 10 seconds, you can advance to the next one. And everyone who successfully answers those gets to split a cash prize at the end.
1: This is a really, really cool uh, little game. This reminds me of the game that was actually out on Xbox Live for yes. a while called One Versus 100. I Remember love that? that game. It was I so good. It. Yes. And then it kind of disappeared. And this, the idea behind that one was basically you had uh, you know the one person and everyone else in the crowd and you were competing against each other for your trivia answers. So this sort of like, you know, real-time synchronous gameplay experience is something that we've done before and it's been really, really cool and it's great to see somebody bring it back.
0: You don't care about this, Christina? Uh
2: sure i do (laughs) (laughs) you find it
1: trivial oh
0: Uh, (laughs) um switching gears here
1: uh you're familiar with minecraft yeah the probably one of the biggest games in the world made by mojang bought by microsoft put it on pretty much every platform out there right now i hear there's some microwaves that run minecraft
0: yeah it's it's a weird game like when i first saw it i thought what is this game it You're this little guy and you you can build entire worlds with blocks. It looks like a a poorly done Lego game. Like the the graphics are from the 90s or even the 80s for that matter. Like they are so unsophisticated, but hugely addictive. Like every kid loved this game and obviously still uh, very, very popular. Did you ever play it?
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this is a game really about unrelenting freedom. Um, you know, there is sort of an adventure mode where there are skeletons and spiders and creepers that come out to try to kill you at night. And you've got to build yourself a, a space to live and, and harvest food and that kind of thing. Uh, the texture packs, actually, there's going to be some, a graphics update pack that's coming this year for Microsoft, which is really cool. But uh, I've spent more than a few hours in Minecraft, for sure.
0: And so what's interesting is that uh, a developer on the Android side uh, came out with a bunch of, uh, I guess, variants of this game. Um, that had malware built into them.
1: So these are actually skins for the game. Skins, sorry, okay. Yeah, in the game, basically, you can have the game look like whatever you want it to look like with these skin packages. So you can have other video game characters show up, or you can have, um, you know, the stone in there. You can make it look like realistic marble, that kind of thing. So these texture packs are things that people absolutely love because they like to be able to customize the game, especially on Android where you know people like to customize things anyway. And so the idea here is that you downloaded these quote unquote skin packs, but the skin packs weren't just skin packs. They were also applications that were making you part of a botnet. And we're seeing this more and more frequently now where people are basically using your cell phone processor, your iPad or a tablet processor, or your computer's power to go and do things like, you know, attack uh, different targets or to mine things like Bitcoin. So basically taking control of your computer to do stuff with it. So something as innocent as Minecraft is now being used as a weapon against people. And this was on the Android platform, and that's uh, been a bit of an
0: issue. Uh, iPhone uh, and Apple, they really lock down their app store and apps in general, uh, which I think is is a good thing. I know there are some people that don't like that, but on the Android uh, side, it's kind of like a Wild West. There's a lot more opportunity for malicious developers to come out with these things.
1: And this is kind of where I'm really disappointed in Google, because you can absolutely have an open ecosystem like they have and let people sideload applications on, but you've got to take care of your own hack. House. and their google play store has been rife with stuff like this and they're just they're not doing a good job for consumers so that's my biggest problem with them right now google clean your place up man <laughs> well let's uh get on uh, about learning
0: something uh, and this is for all the ios users out there iphone tip of
1: the week unleash the power of your ios device so this week's iphone tip of the week is a fun and a quick one it's a feature that is new for ios 11 So today we're going to tell you how to take a picture while shooting video. So when you open your camera app, you're going to begin recording video with a big red button, and that's fairly normal. We've been doing that for years. But this time you'll see something brand new directly below that. There is a white photo button. So when you're taking video, you can frame your video as you want to see it, and you can shoot it as normal. When you want to take a picture during that, you tap the photo button. So you can shoot as many pictures as you want in real time while you're capturing video, and capture both video and still shots at the same time. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week. Use the white photo button to shoot pictures while you shoot video. Thanks, Graham. I didn't even know that. Ta-da. Ah, you're you're smart. Uh, When we come back from the break, we still
0: have a lot more to talk about here on the app show. Uh, We'll have uh, Android tip of the week. Also, uh, the hot five this week is the hot five navigation apps. You'll need to stay tuned for that. And uh, do you take nude selfies and you're worried about people seeing them when they look at your photos on your phone? We have an app to solve your problem. So stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Still lots more to talk about on today's program. Don't forget to visit uh, our website. That links right to our Facebook page, theappshowradio.com. Check it out. Of course, we'll uh, be doing the hot five coming up in a little bit. Also, what's streaming this month on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. Some great uh, new TV shows and uh, movies. Right now, um, I want to help all the people that uh, have nude photos on their smartphones. And... And I'm looking at you, Graham, because it looks like you have nude photos.
1: Well, I, I misunderstood this. I thought this was for photos that you take while you are nude. Um, <laughs> so I've got a lot of still lifes of like fruits and landscapes, uh, clothing optional things, you know. And, and so this this app doesn't apply to me as much as I thought it would. So this is interesting. Uh, this is a big thing for people. Um,
0: people do take nude photos and they are in their camera roll. And it's kind of embarrassing if you're showing pictures uh, in your camera roll to friends or family and you stumble across maybe a nude photo of you or someone Can you we love.
2: just back up? What? Okay. Is it not common courtesy not to scroll when you're looking at a picture on a friend's oh, device? Yeah, okay, but... Don't scroll, people. Look at the picture that has been shown to you and stop there. Do not scroll.
1: Yeah, Have you ever seen the, the sort of the microbeads of sweat that immediately form on someone's head where you see someone <laughs> beginning to make the <laughs> thumb swipe motion? And you're just like, oh, oh, okay, yeah.
0: I, I got to be honest, when I'm showing a photo, when I want to show a photo on my phone, I don't have any naked pictures on it. Let's just be clear. But when I show a photo uh, to someone, uh, I got to be honest, I actually check the photos before and after to make sure that there's nothing crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because people, it you're just built to scroll. Well, no. So here's the thing. You see with your eyes, not with your hands. Do you really need to hand your phone off to somebody for them people to see People always grab your phone. Yeah, when
0: you're like, showing you know, a picture, like I, I look at my mom, for example, when she- When I want to show her a picture, she just
2: grabs the phone away from me. You know what? I'm I'm okay with that. I just think it's part of social etiquette now. Do not scroll. If you have the phone in your hand, just look at what's in front of you.
1: See, this is where I think that maybe the face ID thing from Apple is going to be something that would work out. They should make it so that if it doesn't see your face, it won't move off the picture. Ooh, That'd be a nice I little like feature, it. wouldn't
0: it? That is that is cool. Right? Well, let's talk about this Nude app. It's, uh, I believe, only for iOS right now, so for iPhone users. Uh, but once you install it, it will go through your entire camera roll, and it's got nude detection algorithms.
1: <laughs> Machine in. learning for nude. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha.
0: Okay. And it will grab all of those and put it in a special vault in the Nude app that only you can access with a password. That's a, That's a smart feature. I like it
1: it'll also go up into iCloud and take the photos the naked photos from there too which means if your iCloud gets hacked which has not happened to anyone who has not had a secure password with two-factor authentication just going back to that uh, that photo gate a little a few years ago oh all the celebrities
0: got their uh, their iPhones hacked
1: well they weren't hacked right their passwords were guessed yes so it's yeah
0: and their their nude photos were leaked all over the internet
1: so now we're pulling them out of iCloud putting them onto the device which means that i guess if your device is stolen or if it's not backed up to iCloud through documents you would lose those nude photos, and I'm sure that would be a tragedy for people out there. Anyway, the app is called Nude. Um, it's, it's a subscription, Graham? It's a subscription. There's a one-month subscription and a one-year subscription. Um, pricing is still to be determined for Canada, but uh, yeah, you can get one year of nude photo protection. Christina, you can take all the naked pictures you want now.
2: <laughs> so what I think is really interesting about this app is that it doesn't actually transmit those photos to any other servers. It's actually storing them directly on your device.
0: And password protected. Yes, dream come true for some people if you got to take new pictures this is the right way to do it let's uh, switch gears here now and uh talk to our android friends out there android tip of the week make the most of your android smartphone on the line we have rose Bahar from mobile syrup thanks for joining us
2: hi thanks for having me
0: what uh what little android tip do you have for us this week
2: so a lot of people know that Google Assistant, the AI on most Android phones, uh, is for productivity. But they may not know that you can actually get a lot of entertainment out of it as well. So there's quite a few games and little activities that you can do through Google Assistant. Uh, one is that you can actually play Mad Libs. So it's everybody's favorite car game. All you have to do is just tell Google Assistant you want to play Mad Libs and you'll be ready to go. And another fun game is if you say, I'm feeling lucky, a game show starts and it asks you quiz questions and there can be multiple participants. Um, And if that's not enough, there's also a crystal ball. So there's a lot of different fun games that you can play with Google Assistant in addition to just setting reminders.
0: Having fun with Google Assistant. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thanks. You can find out uh, more about Rose uh, and uh, the Mobile Syrup uh, website at Mobile Syrup. Uh, Fantastic resource for uh, everything mobile. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5 this week. This week, it's Hot 5 Navigation Apps. Plus, we'll be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. Stay tuned. You're back with The App Show. Mike, Christina, and Graham here in studio today. We still got lots to talk about, but... uh, Now it's one of my uh, favorite times. The weekly app, Hot 5. This week, it's Hot 5 Navigation Apps. And let's start with number five that works in most cities except here.
2: That's right. We have Uber, so not available in Vancouver. But uh, in most other cities, you can use Uber to get a ride anywhere you like.
0: Thank God the government is doing another study, another year-long study on this. Even though they promised that we would... uh, see it by the end of this year, it won't happen. I don't know how many studies need to be done on on this particular uh, topic for ride-sharing.
2: On the fact that you can't get a taxi in Vancouver to save your life.
0: And that's been like that for years. So, you know, at some point, government, uh, listen to your constituents and not a, uh, a specific interest group. Anyway, sorry, that's my rant. <laughs> you don't feel strongly about this at all. Well, you know what? Uh, the taxi folks come up with an app that has the same functionality as, as Uber, that mm-hmm. is a seamless and provides, you know, access to cabs when you need them. Um, I don't know if they can just based on the system, right? There's only so many taxi licenses out there. So not necessarily the taxi people's faults altogether, but, you know, the genius of Uber, it's a supply and demand thing. Uh, when the demand becomes high for people wanting rides, They've got mechanisms built into it. It's called surge pricing. Uh, essentially, the, the fare prices go up, but it brings more Uber drivers out to handle that.
1: So basically, your demand creates supply, which satisfies demand. That works for me. Crazy, eh? Yep.
0: Okay. Uh, let's uh, go to number four. What do we got?
2: Transit. And you use this app, Mike. I know you have it on your watch even.
0: I use this all the time because I take um, a train and a bus into work sometimes and it is fantastic. Uh, It basically uh, gives you really accurate information on when the next bus and train will be coming to specific stops. I don't know if you had a chance to check it out yet. uh,
2: I actually use the the TransLink app, but uh, I'm going to give this one a try.
1: Yeah, I, I use transit every day. And the nice thing about this is with certain bus lines, the buses have GPSs in them. So you can see when the bus is coming. You can also see when you've just missed it. So you can go and grab a coffee instead.
0: Yeah, you know, I tried using the TransLink app, Christina, and it just wasn't that intuitive for me. Like, It's it, not, it's, no. It, I could never make it work for
1: me. The transit app though, it's just, it's beautiful. It's just really clear. It also works in more cities, which is kind of nice. So when you go traveling, you can automatically download the uh, transit information for that city and be able to use that in real time wherever you go. So it's a, it's a pretty handy little app to have. Let's hit uh, number three.
2: Wave.
0: Oh,
1: I love this one. So
0: this is a uh, a navigation app uh, that is built on top of Google Maps. And That's... I think I believe it's owned by Google now as well.
2: Is it? It, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a great little app. It helps you avoid traffic and police traps and accidents and things like that. It's uh, all crowdsourced information, I believe.
0: It is. It's it's pretty cool. I The way they get the crowdsourced information maybe is a little iffy because it's basically the drivers giving that information. <laughs> so you shouldn't really be on your phone punching that stuff uh, in. But, you know, it, it's probably one of the best
1: uh, navigation apps uh, I use. I, I, I do- am
2: sure everyone is pulling over to do this.
1: Well, a lot of this runs in the background, right? So that essentially, it will actually match up with um, you know accident information that's being put onto uh, radio broadcasts. But when they see that a number of Waze users have stopped in a given area, basically they can give you congestion information so they can let you know, you know what, maybe you want to reroute at this time. So there, there's some really cool community features there as well. They've gamified this to a degree where you can earn Waze points, for things, and you can get uh, new avatars for your car when you're driving. I actually had this built into a radio um, that I had for a little while. It was an Android-based radio uh, from Parrot, and it was kind of a cool feature because you could actually have Waze running on it, and it would be reporting back to Waze, and you'd be getting Waze information, so pretty slick. Again, Waze, spelled
0: W-A-Z-E. What's at number two of the hot five navigation apps?
2: Google Maps, an oldie but a goodie.
0: Yes, uh, used by hundreds of millions of people around the world, available both on Android and iOS. Um, I I like it. I I got to be honest. Uh, I I prefer either Waze or Apple Maps. Yes, right I
2: don't understand how you do this Apple Maps thing. Why? I I just find Google Maps to be so. I much find I find Google Maps confusing. Easier to use. Are you
0: kidding me? I find Apple Maps just so <laughs> intuitively easier to figure out. Like Google Maps, I'm I'm mixing things up all the time.
1: Is that because I'm old? Uh, no comment. I, I kind of like Apple Maps as well. They've done a couple of cool new things. Um, I mean, Google Maps I do like because they have some great features, like they've got lane guidance. Um, so when you're on the highway, it'll tell you it should be in the left lane, the right lane, are you getting off soon? They've got that right now in iOS 11 and Apple Maps if you're in the States, not yet in Canada. So we're waiting for that feature to roll out. But uh, Apple Maps I do like because it does integrate with the watch quite nicely. And they also have, key feature here, maps for shopping malls. So you can actually walk into a mall like Metrotown, which has, you know, 16 Rogers stores and 19 Starbucks and figure out which one you want to go to.
2: That's really interesting. I did not know about that. Oh,
0: God. Now you've told her about this. She's never going to be at work.
2: No, it's a problem. Once you put me in a building, I completely lose my sense of direction. I'm fine on the street where there's landmarks. But once I'm in a mall, that is it.
1: I've got good news for you. (laughs) Apple Maps may be the solution here.
2: Toronto Path? Yep. Oh, love it.
0: Let's uh, hit number one on the hot five navigation apps.
2: ETA. So this app is iOS only, and it will cost you a little bit. It's about $4, uh, but it helps you get places on time. And it actually help. it uh, allows you to program your favorite destinations. So uh, for me, I uh, use Google Maps, but it it's a bit of a hassle to... Uh, bring up destinations that I like, whereas with this app, you can program them in and you can easily get to them.
0: So what is this doing? Why don't I just use Google Maps or Apple Maps?
2: Uh, It gives you a more accurate um, estimated time of arrival to make sure that you're not late. Which won't work for you because you'll be late anyway. (laughs) For normal people.
0: I should leave now to be on time? No, I'll wait 20 (laughs) minutes.
1: I'm really bad at estimating on the fly. You know, when you're halfway in a journey and you're like, I'm going to be there in X minutes, I'm always off by a factor of whatever. Like it's, I'm five minutes, ten minutes off every time. So this is actually a nice little lap for me. Let's switch gears and uh, talk about the hot smartphone of the week. Graham, what do we got? So this week we have the LG V30, and this is one that, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a flagship for LG. They've been talking about it for a while. And the big feature here uh, is video. So they've actually added a 10-bit image sensor in here, which gives you a sort of deeper, richer color. Um, they've added a, an F1.6 aperture camera, so it lets in more light, so you get great low-light photos and great, lo- great low great low-light video. They've got a cool feature that will let you control where you zoom on an image. So, you know, typically when you zoom in, it zooms in on the middle of the shot. and You have to kind of reframe your image. Now you can actually tap on the screen and use the zoom slider to zoom in. And it's going to give you uh, a zoom directly on that particular part of the image. And the last little bit, and this is something that if you're sort of in the video world is kind of cool, uh, is color grading. They actually have 16 separate professional color grade presets so you can actually get the mood right before you start shooting and you end up with video that looks great right after you hit record right until you're done hitting record so you can share it right away no editing required
2: can you change the color grade after the fact
1: you can indeed which is kind of a cool feature very cool yeah the name
0: of the phone again this is the lg v30 and that's your hot smartphone of the week when we come back we're going to be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon, some really cool TV shows and movies, and also our Crazy App of the Week. So stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've also got uh, my hosts, Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova, my app experts. We uh, are going to be talking about what's streaming here shortly on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon, and of course the Crazy App of the Week. But uh, Graham, what's the hot
1: streaming app this week, so today's uh, streaming app of the week is the TED app. That's T E D, and it stands for technology, entertainment, and design. So tech, TED is a worldwide phenomenon that gives the it gives a platform for speakers and presenters to deliver speeches and presentations on some of the world's most fascinating subjects. So topics include everything from philosophy to engineering to music to the nature of truth. One of my favorite TED Talks is uh, how easy it is to be deceived by a practice con artist delivered by a Canadian, the amazing James Randi. So you can hear inspirational stories from those who have overcome adversity and from experts who can simplify complex issues. Sounds kind of familiar. And so all these talks, uh,
0: these TED Talks, they do, uh, they're fantastic. And they record all of them and and they post them. But to actually go to one is pricey.
1: Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. You can go to a TED event, but they also have regional TED events. So there is TEDx Vancouver that's actually coming up fairly soon and uh, you can actually go to those. And they're, they're a little bit more reasonable as far as price goes uh, and to see them in person. But they actually pull the best of TEDx events to include in the TED app as well. Very cool. So this is available for iOS, tvOS, and Android. And you can find it in the App Store and on Google Play. Well, let's see uh, what's happening in TV shows and movies.
0: Streaming this week. Let's uh, start off with uh, Netflix. Christina, what's the, the first one up?
2: War of the Worlds. Rachel! Want to see something cool? He would right behind
0: our
1: house. Lightning doesn't strike twice.
0: This was a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Tom Cruise, a remake of uh, the original War of the Worlds. Uh, the radio program back in the day actually causing widespread panic down in the U.S.
1: Yeah, Orson Welles basically doing a news broadcast that terrified people thinking that it was actually a real invasion. Uh,
0: have you seen this, Christina? I have not. Oh, it's good. I know you love Tom Cruise. I know he's not your favorite but you know what the movie's actually really good I think it was Dakota Fanning in this one as well uh, as as a child Uh, but uh, fantastic fantastic movie what else do we have on Netflix this week
2: 1922 1922 man's pride was man's land and so was his son my wife She wanted us to leave all this behind.
1: We can move.
2: Our cities are for fools. We divorce. We both know that's what you want.
0: Well, this is a uh, a movie from Netflix uh, based on a Stephen King uh, novella. And uh, as we all probably know, one of those characters is... Probably not long for this earth, <laughs> <laughs> but it looks interesting. And it's so fascinating with Netflix. I don't know if you uh, saw this, uh, guys. Netflix is really going to town on spending on original content. From what I read, they said they're going to come out with something like 80 new movies next year from wow. Netflix alone.
2: That's a lot of production time.
0: That's billions of dollars. I'm going to forget what my local theater looks like. Right? Uh, I, the world is changing, definitely. You know, They've done really well on the TV show side. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they can do when it comes to movies now.
1: Uh, they, have, they really haven't had any breakout hits, though. Uh, I do know.
2: I thought Oakjaw was actually pretty impressive.
1: I'm kind of liking the Netflix series. I mean, Sense Eight was quite good. Um, Didn't like that one. We, we've got all the Marvel ones, right? You've got the the Defenders and Daredevil and Luke Cage and House of Je- Cards. Jessica Jones was fantastic. Well, we'll see how they do in
0: the uh, the coming year with uh, all these new movies. And again, that one was uh, 1922. Uh, what else do we have on uh, Netflix, Christina?
2: The Vampire Diaries, Season 8. Bullies are the worst. Please, Miss Pierce. Call me Catherine. Please, help yourself. No, I always do. I will kill you and everyone you've ever met. My name's a kid, Malachi.
1: They expected me to be evil.
0: How many uh, vampire shows can they have?
2: <laughs> the answer is a lot.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen this particular one. A very popular series, uh... About a group of vampires. That's right. Final Starring
2: season. a fellow Bulgarian Canadian.
0: Oh, is <laughs> really? Do you that's, know? Do you that's know a them? big
1: draw for me.
2: <laughs> it should be. And who is that? <laughs> Nina Dobrev. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: You have to watch it for that if you're you Bulgarian <laughs> and Canadian. <laughs> Let's uh, jump over to Crave TV. What do we uh, What do we got this week?
2: White famous.
1: What you want? Get your beautiful black butt cheeks to
2: Century City for a meeting.
1: I do comedy, sir. I make room full of people laugh. I'm
2: Floyd Mooney. Thank you so much. Yeah, small
0: rooms and small... J.E. Farrell, uh, uh, an African-American uh, comedian. Uh, new series here on Showtime. Uh, looks kind of funny. Uh, not an original premise. It's a show about a comedian. <laughs> Uh, but uh, if you've ever seen any of Jay Farrow's uh, stand-up, uh, he's a pretty funny guy.
1: It looks like it's also got Wallace Shawn in there, who is in The Princess Bride. And in uh, Star Trek, I want to say Deep Space Nine as Grand Nagus Zek.
0: Wow, can you we, you just really geeked yourself there. Can we talk about Star Trek for a second? Nope.
1: No?
2: Nope,
0: nope. We've talked enough about Star Trek.
1: Oh, but Discovery's so
0: good. <laughs> I know. Okay. We're, we're going to jump to Amazon. What do we got, Christina?
2: Fight for space.
0: Ooh, this is good. When did we last leave low Earth orbit to go somewhere interesting with humans? When did we last do it? 1972, Apollo 17. It's been more than four decades.
2: Well, when I look at the present direction of our space program, I feel kind of disappointed. They did what they were.
0: This uh, looks like an interesting uh, documentary, uh, again on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, about, I guess, the space exploration program and, and what's happening here in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, this has sort of been a real challenge for people as we take a look at space exploration in general. I mean, is this the government's job, you know, where we've looked to NASA and the Canadian Space Agency? And then we also have private space exploration with SpaceX and the, uh, the X Prize. So the, the, the combination of two, the, the two, the blend of the two, I think, is really the way forwards. And this is sort of a, a way of documenting that. Let's uh, switch it up now. Crazy app of the week. What do we have?
2: We have an app to uh, get the forecast but in a new and fun way. So (laughs) this app actually delivers it uh, using a little bit of uh, cheeky sayings. Uh, So earlier today, I went in and it said, uh, one of you has made uh, nature cry. I expect you to apologize. So I thought that was a fun way to get the weather forecast
0: delivered to me. So is it just a joke app or is it actually giving you real forecast? No, it
2: literally gives you the real weather as well as the forecast, but in a cheeky way. So if you're in Vancouver and you have been watching it rain for three days straight and you're ready to bust out the canoe, you understand how frustrated we are.
1: (laughs) So this is weather with a 90% chance of snark.
2: Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. And there is some profanity. There's actually a feature on here where you can set the profanity level to some on or off so that's uh that's a good feature to have there and you can also do an in-app purchase to buy different voices to deliver the weather forecast with
0: very cool that again called what the forecast available on android and ios when we come back from the break it's travel app of the week stay tuned you're back with the app show it's travel app of the week with christina what do we got
2: I have uh, a a new travel app, but it's not that new, actually. It's been around for a while. This is Kayak. So this is a travel search engine. If you're familiar with Expedia or Skyscanner, this is a similar idea. But, uh, you know, you have to try out different apps and figure out which one works best for you. So this one, like the others, aggregates information from hundreds of Uh, different websites to get you the best price. You can also choose uh, flexible dates so that you can get a better price if you're flexible on your travel dates. Uh, And of course, all the regular features like you can book right through the app uh, and get some price alerts as well.
0: So what what makes this better than all the other ones?
2: I think it's just user preference. For me, I I use Skyscanner, for example, but uh, I know a lot of people use kayak as well. So I think you just have to go out there, try a few out, see what you like.
0: That was travel app of the week. Kayak available on Android and iOS. That's all the time we have left. Don't forget to hit our website. It has links to our Facebook page as well. Love to hear from you. If you've got some apps you want us to talk about, please uh, recommend them. Again, the appshowradio.com is the place to go. This is Mike Agarbo, Graham Williams, and Christina Stoyanova logging off. We'll see you again next time.